Hey everyone, you're listening to the Medicine Mo podcast. Our conversations around here are all about holistic health, sprinkled with anecdotes, stories, banter, and occasional dad jokes. Happy listening! Right in the middle of the horrendous COVID-19 second wave, the Indian Twitter went crazy over something that really caught our eyes. So in this episode of the Meds and More podcast, we talk about allopathy, alternative medicine, holistic health, and everything going wrong with the doctor-patient relationship today. As students of medicine, we have been taught to adopt a holistic approach towards patient care. We have always recognized and respected the proven benefits of practices from all systems of medicine. So imagine a surprise when one fine day we found Twitterati spitting allopathy and Ayurveda against each other. We would not want to get too much into the actual controversy that triggered such a response, but this did prompt us to have a discussion on this topic in a public setting and clear some misconceptions while we are at it. Allopathy versus alternative medicine, it's not the right debate to have. It is like comparing apples with oranges. We need to realize how wrong we are in comparing these two. I am curious as to how you have analyzed this whole situation on your end. Like, what exactly has made people jump to the extremes of either defending or crashing well-established systems of medicine? Uh, it's a tough conversation to have, Soumya, but you know, this is nothing new. This skepticism surrounding modern medical care has been here forever. People are accusing allopathy of so many different things. They are saying it's costly. They are saying it's unnecessary. They are saying there's a there's a still a lack of equity of health services all across the globe. They are not validating the professionalization of uh, medicine. And these can be valid concerns, but that doesn't mean other systems of healthcare are flawless, you know. And before we talk about how these criticisms in no way overshadow the phenomenal success of modern medicine in recent times, let me just say this. I think this idea that uh, allopathic medicine has failed, it comes from a flawed understanding of the scientific method. I mean, no one teaches us in school about these most basic things. People are absolutely clueless about how the scientific method works. They don't know how what a hypothesis is. They don't know how clinical trials work and that leads to a lot of fake news. So if you ask my position, I would absolutely agree with you on following a holistic approach. And like so many medical practitioners prescribing Ayurvedic or Yunani herbs, I wouldn't want to miss out on the potential of these uh, age-old sciences. But having said that, that has to be closely monitored. And I would never like to go about endorsing drugs, products and herbs that are proven to be dangerous, regardless of what system of medicine they come from. And uh, let me be the devil's advocate for a minute. Even the most reputed scientific journals can commit blunders when it comes to research and education. There's an amazing book I've been reading lately. It's by Ben Goldacre. And he has actively criticized bad scientific practices in healthcare on so many different platforms. And this book is called, I think you will find it's a bit more complicated than that. 
It is an amazing read for anyone that wants to know about the screw-ups in medical research and things like bad pharma. But I think the bottom line is that science is always changing. There are always improvements and developments. It encourages discussions, debates and productive criticisms. And that's what makes me inclined towards following us, you know, following science-based medicine rather than alternative systems. So, Soumya, let me ask you, how is the situation now around you? I mean, do you think there's a need for a renewal of trust in this doctor-patient relationship? This is something we really need to talk about. The factor of trust. This trust between the doctor and the patient is vital to the success of any system of medicine. In the Indian context, we have the systems of Ayurveda and Siddha. They have been practiced since 5000 BC. Even homeopathy has been around for more than 200 years, which is still more than the age of modern medicine and allopathy as we know it now. These systems of alternative medicine have found acceptance in age-old scriptures, historic accounts, folklores, and whatnot. So they have the advantage of time, you know. People see them as something that have stood the test of time. In India, yogis and tapasvis have always been held in high regard, and they have been the flag-bearers of the effectiveness of Ayurveda. These systems have had royal patrons spanning years, and as a result of that, these have been hailed as a panacea in the common conscience. As we all know, human beings by nature, they are resistant to any kind of change. So for example, when they had to let go of the theory of humours spoken about in Ayurveda to adapt to a newer germ theory of diseases put forth by modern medicine, they naturally found it difficult to adapt. Modern medicine or allopathy was something alien to them and had to win their trust through considerable effort research studies, evidence-based medicine, and all that good stuff. But this trust is very, very volatile, considering its age and transparency of modern medicine, which lays bare all its shortcomings for people to see and analyze. The modern doctor-patient relationship is very susceptible to outside influences, as now, more than ever, people have increasing access to polarizing opinions through the internet and widespread mass media. So to answer your question, yes, we do need to reimagine the doctor-patient relationship in the context of recent times, where the onus of building the trust lays on the doctor, but where the patient is also, you know, flexible enough to adapt to the constant changes and accept the failures that come along with adopting an analytical and critical approach to healthcare. So what do you have to say about this, Adnan? How do you think Indian people view modern medicine as of today? Well, the situation is far from ideal, sadly. I mean, uh, as far as the trust factor is concerned, we still have a long way to go. I don't know why, but if there's one thing that we are struggling with more than the COVID is this pandemic of fake news. And unfortunately, that is not a new thing. I mean, you remember what happened during demonetization, right? Did you hear about that 2000 rupee note GPS EDC? Yes, yes. I do remember my Twitter timeline just erupting with chaos. That rumor had spread like wildfire and unfortunately it had come at a time when people were already dealing with the aftermath of demonetization. 
So the same thing is happening at the moment, you know, whether it is um, magnetic vaccines or some other weird WhatsApp conspiracies. Uh, the fact that a ridiculous number of people fall for this kind of propaganda, this is proof that we need some major changes in our system. And uh, I think this uh, hostility towards modern medicine comes out of confusion. I think most people don't realize the crucial difference between allopathy and modern medicine. This might come off as a surprise for many, but allopathy is only a small part of modern medicine. Allopathy, as defined by the WHO, it is the treatment of disease by the use of a drug that produces a reaction that itself neutralizes the disease. Modern medicine, on the other hand, it is a system towards better health that started off in parts called uh, curative and preventive medicine during the late 19th century. This system is highly flexible and has been continuously changing from its dawn that started as early as the 15th century, I think. Uh, and uh, people who argue that the only thing medical doctors know is to give out pills unnecessarily instead of you know other alternative systems that uh, that work to not let the disease manifest in the first place. I think these people should know about the levels of prevention. So there are four levels of prevention. Uh, there is primordial prevention, which is to prevent the development of the risk factors. Uh, there is primary prevention, which is to prevent disease in healthy people. Then there is secondary prevention, which is directed towards those in whom the disease has already developed. And lastly, the tertiary prevention, which is to reduce the prevalence of chronic disability consequent to the disease, you know, so things like rehab. Now, uh, so as much as the quacks in our country like to limit medicine and present a myopic, distorted view of endless efforts of uh, modern medical science, the truth is something entirely different. And I really cannot stand in good conscience someone disregard the massive efforts of modern scientific medicine, especially in the day we are living in. I mean, whether it is the eradication of smallpox and polio or the countless medical policies that drive public health all around the world, or, the, or even the exhaustive management of COVID, you know. The truth is modern medicine has been playing a crucial role in healthcare while other systems of health are nowhere close to this. And uh, another point that I would like to point out at this stage is this one statement from the Parks Community Medicine textbook. Uh, medicine is built on the best of the past. So the idea is modern medicine itself promotes a holistic view to good health for as long as it has existed. And it will continue to do the same for as long as the conscience of you know modern doctors is alive. Now, Swami, I would like to ask what controversies have you seen in your experience with conversations on health? Do you have any like bad experiences? Ideally, in my opinion, there should not be any controversies at all. Ideally, all systems of medicine should exist in harmony with each other, be mutually respectful. But controversies do tend to arise from time to time. That's when false claims of cure are made. I particularly remember an, an incident from last year. We had to travel for about 12 hours in a car in the middle of the pandemic. And the driver we had with us for the journey just refused to wear a mask. He believed that putting few drops of medicinal oil down his nose prescribed to him by his homeopathic doctor 
had made him immune to the coronavirus. And this was at a time when vaccines weren't there yet. I sat through the entire journey with fear looming at the back of my mind. And all this could have been avoided if only he and people like him knew that no matter what any doctor claims, no medication can make you completely immune to the coronavirus. I won't be taking any names here, but I'm sure all of us remember the miracle Ayurvedic cure advertised to us last year as being the cure to COVID-19. I'm glad their false research claims were busted and people could see the truth. These examples just go on to show how deep-rooted the misconceptions surrounding the systems of medicine are and how detrimental they can be to the community health situation. We do have to bear in mind that in the Indian context, not all Ayurvedic practitioners are fraud and not all homeopathic doctors make tall claims that cannot be fulfilled. Research attempts have been made to identify the active principles in homeopathic and Ayurvedic preparations. And that alone is an important step towards understanding how different systems of medicine work. Because at the end of the day, the goal is same for all, elevation of ailment and promotion of a better quality of life. I remember coming across a video of Dr. Devi Shetty and Sadhguru titled Alternative Medical Systems, When Do They Work Best? They basically arrived at the conclusion that for any acute disease or emergency, modern medical practices and drugs are indispensable. But alternative medicine often helps you with the chronic ailments and they help you to lead a healthier life if practiced under the right guidance. Sadhguru rightly pointed out that few of the Ayurvedic practitioners claim to be so just after a year of a certification course. And this is just blatant disrespect to a form of medicine that needs you to understand thousands and thousands of formulations and study its effects thoroughly. It is something that needs to be lived through as a way of life. As people, we need to look past flashy claims and dissect the rumors before choosing to believe in them. Before trashing an established uh, system of medicine, we need to be analytical of the treatment approach it follows. We should try educating ourselves the best we can before choosing to subject our bodies to any sort of change prompted by a medical system. What do you have to say about this, about the fact that education is the best way to go in situations like these? Yeah, I do agree with you on this. I mean, uh, this makes sense to not write anything off without getting into it and at least attempting to understand, you know. Uh, I believe that if you have any problem with regards to your treatment, ask your doctor. Ask them in detail every rationale behind the prescriptions and learn to see things through their eyes, you know, instead of piling that grudge that would ultimately lead you to be hostile towards them uh, in one way or the other. So, uh, I was in a hospital a few months back and in the emergency room, a guy rushed with his unconscious mother and I heard him arguing over something. So, when I listened to the conversation, he was saying his mother doesn't need an MRI as her vitals are fine. And uh, also that she was uh, almost awake. So, the senior consultant listened to him patiently and uh, he then started teaching him about you know, what is uh, consciousness and 
about the entire Glasgow Coma Scale, you know, GCS. So he told him everything in detail and why it could be a risk to let this slide. And that's one hell of a way to deal with a hostile patient. Uh, I mean, the doctor wasn't intimidating him with jargon. He was explaining his rationale and letting him take the call. That is something we need in the, um, in the medical fraternity. Uh, educating doctors and patients, patients both is, in my opinion, a foolproof method to deal with this violence against medical professionals. I feel like we have put doctors on this pedestal and believe them to be gods of some kind. So when they don't match the image we have of them, we feel wronged and betrayed. Doctors are mere humans at the end of the day, prone to breakdowns and burnouts as much as everyone else. More often than not, they function under severely limiting conditions to give their best to the patient. I have been a witness to this fact on my hospital rounds. We really need to readjust and rationalize our expectations from the medical systems as a whole. So we talked about holistic health, education, scientific method, clashes and conspiracies. Now uh, let's get our closing comments before we leave. So you go first. What would you like to suggest to put this allopathy versus alternative medicine Twitter warfare to rest once and for all? I feel that we should be flexible regarding the advances being made in the medical world, be it allopathy or the alternative systems. We need to understand that each has their own niche, where they can perform their best, and thus they cannot be compared. I strongly believe that uh, you know education is the way to go. I think the government should invest in educating the masses about how medicine and how science work. And uh, additionally, more uh, strict laws for offence against medical professionals are another priority very high on my wish list. And uh, I think no one deserves a hostile work environment. And uh, I hope things get well soon. Hey guys, Afnan here. Give us a follow on the app if you don't want to miss out on all the cool stuff we talk about on topics of health and well-being. You can mail your feedback or questions to the Mets and More podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good one. Thank you.